You are listening to John Gerica on SFM. Uh, last time we spoke to our, our next guest, Denisha Devnerian, Cricket South Africa's Women's National Academy head coach. I think we were looking ahead, Denisha, to the pro tiers in the West Indies. How's it going? Yeah, and I don't think I was very far off from my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the T20s, 2-1, uh, lost the series. But suddenly, what's what's changed for the team from the T20s to the one internationals, where suddenly South Africa leading the series 4-0? Yeah, look, I think just the longer format, uh, we can apply our skills a lot better. Um, and I just think it's, it's just a lot of more time. I suppose I think the T20 cricket, you just look at the scoreboard and 10 overs are gone. Or, you know, it's, it's difficult to bounce back from a bad over. But I mean, we've had some incredible bowling displays there um, in the West Indies. And I just think the girls are so focused, um, a lot more focused when it comes to the ODI format because we have a lot more time to mm. execute our skills. You mentioned the bowlings. I was going to say that they're very low-scoring one-day internationals, but the West Indies have been batting first, so they've been restricted massively. 150-odd, 120, 150. It's, it's certain, and then all uh, 50 overs, they had to get 186, all 150 for nine. Certainly some great bowling by the South African women. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the areas that they've been bowling, I mean, yes, Cricket South Africa, we talk about a blueprint, length, which is circulated through the whole of South Africa. And, I mean, those are the areas based on those conditions that the girls are just hitting continuously. And, you know, it's usually you get maybe two or four or, or four bowlers that will do the job and we can find mm. the outlet with another bowler. But, I mean, the girls are just have been remarkable. I mean, we talk about pace versus spin. And the girls are just executing the, the lines and lengths. Not too many variations, but, I mean, I don't see the need for variations and everything works <laughs> Uh, let's talk about that bowling strategy or that blueprint you're talking about because uh, you know, if I had told you that South Africa's men's best bowler or the, the, the best bowler in South Africa at the moment uh, would be a spin bowler, if I told you that 10 years ago, you would have laughed at me because we in yeah, South Africa yeah. are fast bowlers. Yeah, It's pace, it's short and wide. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting though. Um, and we'll just still talking about the blueprint. It's something that's been there for six or seven years. So I'm actually excited to see that there's fruits coming out of the program. And that obviously with my space, with the National Academy and the 90s, it's still the blueprint, you know. It's an international standard that we have set for ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think spin is actually taking a turn, especially your wrist spinners. <laughs> they they yeah. actually a lot more difficult to face now and the game is changing, so you always think it's set and, you know, it's a batter's game or now it's a wrist spinner's game or it's a left-arm seamer, but the game is changing and it's so important to be relevant. Uh, and as you say that, I'm just looking at some of the uh, the averages here. Laura Volfart's average of 53.66, uh, top-run scorers so far, 161 in four innings. Uh, the batters aren't too shabby either. No, definitely not. I think it's just world-class players that we have. And if we look at it, it's difficult for the emerging side to actually make a dent at the moment because <laughs> our batters are actually putting in a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. But it's nice. It's actually nice when it comes to performance time to see that the girls are drafting. And, uh, yeah, Wolfhard is just she's just an exceptional player. At her age, she's, she's definitely, if not, the legend of the game. Mm. Uh, it's interesting it's what we spoke about last time it's like you, know, you mentioned the academy f struggling to find places but that can only be good for South African cricket because the academy then have to raise their game to be able to get into the side 
Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you, which is brilliant because it makes my job as a coach a lot easier because now you can push the girls <laughs> to what the international benchmark is. And then they say, no, but you're coming too hard on us. And I said, okay, then we're going we're gonna to remain a national academy player. But do you mm. want to play for the protest? Do you want to be a world beater? And it actually makes my job a lot easier in terms of getting them where they need to be. And, you know, the, actually, we're actually in the series now with Thailand at the moment, and we beat them 3-2. And that was, that was outstanding because that's the international side, you know. Um, and we're busy with the T20 series now, and tomorrow's our final T20. But you know what I'm saying is that the girls, there is depth now. I mean, before mm-hmm. we couldn't talk about depth in South Africa. And now it's like, it's sort of, you get the selection, you go up, you can actually make a contribution to, to a winning team. Uh, this is all building up to the World Cup happening next year, is that right? Yeah, that's true. It is happening next year. Okay, so it, it, is, are things on track? If you were the coach and you looked at things now, would you be a little wary? We'd, we're, we're famous for peaking at the head, especially in the men's game, peaking just ahead of the World Cup. I am, you know, John, I must be honest with you, I am a little bit wary on that, but we, if you look at it, our series between India and West Indies was some time. So I was really in West Indies conditions if we're going to get there, but we have. Um, and what I like about it is that Hilton is trying different combinations. So it's not like you set 11, you're playing all of the games, and then we peak early, and then we, we kind of in a, in a, in a tough situation. Um, there's lots of combinations being played, and I believe that, that the best 11 playing on the park is going to do the job. Yeah, it, it's not too far away now. It's happening in March. So what are we, it's, it's October, November, a little holiday, December, uh, January, February, and then it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I know the protest schedule and, and hopefully that the tours that we have planned are confirmed. And I hope that if we, all, all the things that we have to go through happens in those tours, so if we talk about combinations, if we talk about matchups, if you talk about getting depth in the team, I hope that all of that happens before that. But look, the girls are in a good place. Before you know it, the World Cup's going to be on our doorstep. Mm. And this is the point where we talk about big match temperament. We've been training, we've been preparing, we've been competing in series to actually do that. So uh, I'm really excited to see what's going to come. And the, the ladies are getting used to playing in front of crowds as well. It's been slowly building for them. And it's going to be great, I imagine, to be able to play in front of 40,000 people at Eden Park one day. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how the game is. I mean, if you look at the finals of the 50-over World Cup, if you look at the 100 competition, now that the mm. big dash is around the corner as well, there's so much of cricket to be played. People are buying into the women's game. They're actually spending money to watch a women's game. Um, and yeah, I mean, you get to the World Cup again, and wow, it's going to be, it's going to definitely be an atmosphere. I mean, you, you guys have had the, the, the no crowd and the crowd. Are you playing in front of crowds yet? Uh, no, due to COVID, unfortunately not. Do, do you miss it? I mean, the, the, as you say, the women's game has been quite small, but do you miss five, six hundred people even on the side of the pitch? I do, actually. I do. It's just with a different <laughs> element. Uh, I do actually miss it. It's been something that I thought that should not play a part, but I think with women's cricket, because we're not used to it, because I, I know that the men's game speak a lot of the fans. Mm. But it's actually, you know, even if it's just three or four families getting together, I mean, that vibe actually... It's something that a coach can't coach, you know, in terms of getting energy levels on the field. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, we get to a place where fans can be allowed again and, and we can get back to business.
I know it's it's no comparison, but I was just thinking of my schoolboy rugby days. You know, when you play the first team and suddenly the cheerleaders are there and the other boys are there, it certainly raises your game. Just having, I don't know, a couple of hundred people there. But you know, when, you, when you're under 16 and you run and it's just your dad, it's, it's not exactly the same atmosphere. It must be like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you fully there. Um, if, you, if, you, if you think about it, it's just it's other people that's taking notice of the game, which I think right. is the big thing. You know, I mean, yeah. in terms of family yeah. members, your friends, yes, they've always had your back and they've always given you that support. But if there's someone that you don't know and they're cheering on the side, you're like, <laughs> you know, I want to play for that person. <laughs> and you can have all the TV cameras you like, but it, it, you, you need to have somebody go, well, great shot, old chap. <laughs> Exactly that. It's exactly that, John. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about cricket as, as a whole. I see the uh, the tour to who's coming to South Africa. Is it India coming to South Africa uh, playing the men's game? I've yes, yes, now. that's correct. Yeah, so all happening up in Johannesburg. Uh, I mean, you kind of understand why we have to do that. Uh, players still in bubbles by then. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit better in a couple of months. What's your take on that? Surely we could have gone down to a, a Newlands and played a New Year's Day test. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I really do agree with you. I mean, I think the first thing we have to take into consideration is the rollout of the, the vaccine so that, because um, that's where England is at the moment and you can see the crowd rolling in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, it's Newland Day test. I mean, that's so iconic, you mm. know, and I know that Durban had a, a dip in terms of the Boxing Day test, but I mean, that's what cricket is about. I remember, you know, being a youngster up, up until now, you know, after Christmas, you know you're going to spend your day at Kingsmead, you know, and, and it's not just, it's my whole family wants to get involved, even though I'm mm. definitely a cricket fanatic, but everyone wants to get involved, and it's so good for the game that we are lacking that at the moment, but it'll be great to get back on it. And that, and that sounds terrible, especially in India Test Match, you know, you, it's almost, you want that challenge for the Proteas to play an India Test Match in Durban. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly that, and they, they definitely want it the world's best, and I mean, that passion as a supporter on the side, you feel it. You actually feel it. And it's like you just create conversation amongst fans. The vibe is good. It's more like the Mexican way. It gets everyone going. <laughs> we start talking about after we recap after the day and say this will be good, that will be good. I mean, it's something that the game is missing. But we, we need to get it back. Get vaccinated is what I say. I'll, I'm not going to ask you what your view is on, on, on that, Tanisha. All right, let's talk about the final one international, South Africa against the West Indies tomorrow. Uh, do you see a series whitewash? I've got to be 110% sure I say yes. I do see it happen. <laughs> there's a thing called momentum and there's a thing called a winning culture. And especially with the way the girls have been playing, I think they're going to mm. emulate that and we're going to show an even better performance to seal the series. Yeah, nine wicked win, eight wicked win, eight wicked win. The closest was this last one uh, with uh, with South Africa winning by thirty five runs. So it, it's is it uh, are South Africa maybe being flattered to deceive here? Are the West Indies a challenging team, or are they? Can we say this is like the Proteas playing against Ireland? Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed with where cricket is with uh, West Indies cricket. Uh, if I go back to my playing days, um, they were definitely a force to be reckoned with. They have lost a lot of big players. I see that the standing captain is not in, or the normal captain is not in there. She uh, can play a big role in terms of the runs, especially. Uh, but, I mean, you still have Deandra Dot in there. You have the Knight sisters there, who has been custodians of the game for so long. So, 
I would actually say they'd be low par at the moment, but I take no credit away from our ladies. Okay. Yeah, because that's the last thing you want to do is, is think, well, okay, we're doing so well, and then suddenly we rock up and we've got to take on the big nations, New Zealand, Australia, England, and we, we get thumped. Yeah, I think. And, you know, I had a few offline conversations with the players, and cause that's the focus. You know, that's the focus. Right. They want to win a World Cup. They want to be the best in the world. And even if they beat um, a nation like West Indies, like they say, it takes away nothing that, you know, mm. where the goal is and where they need to be headed. As you said earlier, momentum. It, it, it's, if, if you know how to win, then you can go on to win. I know that sounds ridiculous because yeah, every sport, so obviously you know how to win. But I've, I've heard that story before, if, especially with a tennis player. It's all very well playing and defending, but sometimes you need to take a risk to be able to win it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the game of cricket or any sport, actually, I mean, you always look at a competitive advantage. You look where you're good at. You look where you can improve on, which is the most important thing. But when it comes to winning, it's just it's just a feeling. I mean, we always talk mm. about a winning culture and you talk about playing your best game. And, you know, I think the girls actually got it right this time. This is the best, in the last two years, this is the best the protest has ever been playing. Even though we qualified for 2015 semifinals, uh, we got to semifinals in the 26-17. But I just think that there's something that we were missing those to reach to the final. I think we honestly mm. have pulled that gap right now. Okay, uh, while we're looking, let's look ahead to the Women's Cricket World Cup. That's in March, April, as I said, 2022. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, England, South Africa, India, and then three other teams to be decided. Our opener will be against one of those smaller teams. Is that a is that a good thing or a bad thing as a player? Would you like to test yourself against some of the big boys or ladies first? Or South Africa, in fact, they're opening two matches against qualifiers. Yeah, look, obviously, for me personally, I would love it to be a test. So that you know, you set the tone of the of the tour. Uh, you set the tone of the World Cup. But um, yeah, look, we no control of the fixtures, but mm. we've got to be clinical there. We take nothing for granted. We will take each game as it comes, and we'll plan and prepare for each opposition as we do. Whether you're number one in the world or number twelve in the world, and yeah, we'll let the result take care of itself if we can take care of that mm. accountability and responsibility as a player. I guess with with the smaller nations, there's always the worry that you don't know them. You know, yeah, there, there could be a little surprise package. But it's also a great way, if you're playing two matches leading up to your first real difficult one, to maybe test a player or wait for a fitness or, or, or check if a player's got some big match temperament. Yeah, I think I think that, that plays an important role as well. And, um, you know, when you play these teams, I think you can maybe uh, mess around with a little bit of combination skill when it comes to big match temperament or say there's a certain period of overs that you want to capitalize, you could probably do to the smaller nation, uh, leading up into a, uh, a bigger test. Mm. But, uh, yeah, look, we'll, from the, the team will take it on the chin as it is in the fixtures, and um, they'll, they'll definitely look to improve each game going forward. Yeah, it's that they all remain fit. All right, great chatting to you again, Denisha. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you so much. Have a, have a great evening and God bless. And you, Denisha Divnerian, Cricket South Africa's Women's National Academy head coach, uh, chatting about what's been happening in South Africa against the West Indies. Four o'clock tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, uh, 4 p.m. tomorrow, South Africa take on the West Indies for the final one day international out of five uh, to try and secure a series whitewash, which will be great news for them.